Ace Podcast. Weird. What are you looking at me for? Bring us in. Oh, hey, uh, here we are. <laughs> this is me, Craig. Hey, this is Aaron. Hey, you know, actually know somebody calls me Craig all I the time. I call you Craig. No, well, I call you Aaron. Yeah. Hey, uh, welcome to the uh, another one of these fancy this schmancy. This is New Year's. New, what? Today is New Year's Eve. It's We're new, releasing what? this episode what? on December 31st. How did this happen and nobody told me? New Year's, man. That's right, New Year's. Oh, because everything's quiet on New Year's Day. Yeah, that's is that right. What, uh, he yeah. would, yeah, right. Yeah. Would you just become some reefer guy from the seventies? <laughs> no, 70s? not reefer guy. You're like, yeah, that's a superhero man. you don't want to get involved with. Yeah, man. Hey, I'll be there and help you. Just yeah, I got to finish man. these Doritos. Much love to the sesh. Anyway, Craig and I are taking a couple of weeks off, so we got some best of uh, bits for you here. Please enjoy these and come back first Friday of January 2019 for the live show to to, to be back at yeah, you. Yeah, what he said. In your the, face. The live show. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year's, everybody. We'll see you next year. Wait, this is next year. Hey, Pops. <laughs> Man, we got news. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know that I am ready, actually. We'll hit it. I'm ready. Next story. Woman pulls gun after being shorted chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me this was in Florida. Are chicken nuggets this important to people? Remember the lady that got upset because they were not cooking fast enough? Yes. And so now we're, we've, we've gone from upset, jumping over the counter, hitting people, to just pulling guns on That's crazy. You over, think she ordered like a six-piece and got five or a 20-piece? Because if you order a 20-piece, you get 19. Bah, who cares? Yeah. You know what? Or the fact that you're ordering pink slime. Exactly. And you're getting that upset over They're doing slime. you a favor. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're maybe putting one year back on you. Exactly. <laughs> a Washington woman is in jail after she... It, wow, Washington is not Florida for a change. Oh, man. After, I, darn it. Darn it. After she pulled a gun on fast food employees for a long wait time on, and being shorted... A chicken nugget. That's like we just said. They're so, so doing her a favor. Yeah. So she's upset because it's taking too long to get them, and then they give her one less than she's supposed to have. Do you think she would have gone back to the counter if they had given her seven instead of six? <laughs> I think no, not. I don't think so. No. I don't think I would have either. Uh-uh. A Washington woman I've already talked about. Let me. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Let me try this again. The News Tribune reports the 19-year-old became irritated when she didn't get her drink right away. Uh-oh. So that was like, she went one. She said, that's one. one. That was one. (laughs) She then complained there was something in her drink. That was two. And eventually discovered she was short one chicken nugget. That's three. Game over. All right. Yep. (laughs) Employees say that's when she threw the drink at the window and pointed a handgun at them. (laughs) Employees of the Southern Hill restaurant called police, who subsequently went to the house where her car was registered and found her hiding in the attic, clutching some chicken nuggets. (laughs) Or I guess maybe not. No. Police arrested the woman for second degree assault and ordered her jailed on a $75,000 bond. That's an expensive pack of nuggets. That really is. She, she's going to be sorry. You know, we worked in fast food for a while. We did. We worked at I've Dairy not, Queen. That's an understatement. Yeah. I've worked at, I, I, you mean, I could just name the places I've worked Boy, as a teenager? I tell you, I, I worked in quite a few fast food joints myself. I never worked at McDonald's, though. Me either. That's weird. Burger, Burger King, I did. SK worked there, though. Yeah, SK did. Yeah, we're glad he did, too. He would, he would load us up. We've talked about that before. But uh, let's see. I worked at uh, Crystal. Me, too. I, you followed me around because you were a group. I don't think. I was at Dairy, I Queen, at Dairy before, Queen. I was Dairy Queen before Crystal, you. Crystal. 
I worked at an El Taco. I didn't do that. I worked delivering pizzas at two different pizza places. Me too. Actually, yeah, too. And I worked at a Chick-fil-A once. I never worked at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. But I worked at Burger King. Never worked there. I got fat there. Is that anyway, excuse? Headline is, sleepy burglary suspect caught taking a nap. And this comes to us. You got to sleep if you're sleepy. This comes to us from Putnam County, West Virginia. Compliments of WCBD. A man breaks into a home in West Virginia, then apparently decides to stay. Jeffrey Holbrook came Someone's home. Someone's been sleeping in my bed. <laughs> Jeffrey Holbrook came home to what he thought was just a break in and started to record the damage when he realized he wasn't alone. There was a stranger asleep in his bed. He didn't just lay down on the couch. Somebody's been sleeping in my bed and they're still there. <laughs> he climbed up and cuddled into the bed. Holbrook called for help. He was asleep. We have a confrontation. I don't know if he was armed, Holbrook said. The well, police he had arms, are coming. Obviously, he wouldn't have opened the door. Putnam County Sheriff's deputies identified the man as Stacy Foster. Stacy Foster. Yeah, that sounds like just a guy uh, next door to Old it? man Foster's boy. Who heard on the video saying who is heard on the video saying that he has no idea how he wound up in Holbrook's what, bed. Wait, 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 wait. What is he, Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> yeah. He'll go on to star in multi million dollar movies. Yes. Foster lives about fifteen miles away. He faces charges for burglary and destruction of property. Wow. Yeah, wow. I I want to see a video of this. This next headline says Judge tosses lawyers in jail for courtroom fistfight. He must be he must muscular. Have really muscular. <laughs> And I would think he'd let somebody else do the heavy lifting. Like yeah, a he's bailiff. a judge. Yeah, just, let the bailiff do the heavy lifting. Yeah, sit on your bench and you know. Yeah, don't you just be judgy on your bench over there, buddy? <laughs> hey, you know we were we were in a local courthouse recently. Remember, we were like banging the gavel. On yes, the thing. no, I wasn't. I was. <laughs> I know you were. I thought I was gonna get arrested later. <laughs> yeah, I tried. A child custody hearing in Georgia took an unexpected turn on Wednesday when two attorneys got into a fistfight before being kicked out of the courtroom and thrown in jail. Attorneys John Thickpin Jr. and Kenneth Futch had to be separated by Pierce County Sheriff you gotta Ramsey keep them Bennett about two hours into a contentious court hearing regarding the custody of a child, the Florida Times Union reports. Wait a minute. Florida, You're falling down on the job. I didn't know this was a Florida story. I was the first one to them, Bennett told the newspaper. I and my two captains separated them. I don't mean pushing and shoving. I mean a fist fight. <laughs> Superior Court Judge Andrew Spivey found both men in contempt of court and ordered them held overnight. You know, I've heard of contempt of court. This is textbook contempt of court. It you don't fight. No, you don't fight in the middle of a courtroom. No. The judge will not have any of that. No, sir. But these are the same people that won't let you wear a hat. No. So why would they put up with fistfights? Nope. He said, this hearing is concluded and you two gentlemen are going to jail. Ha Bennett said. Spivey later called Bennett and told him to release the attorneys after they cooled off several hours later. That's the one cool thing about being a judge. Yeah. <laughs> you get in a bad mood one day, you oh. just put everybody in the room in jail. I'd be in jail all the time if you were a judge. I'd, you, you and I'd be talking back to him. <laughs> You were in jail for 24 hours. I want you to make it 48. <laughs> okay. okay, 48. Yeah, I thought so. 72. <laughs> you want to make it a whole week, buddy? I don't think you'll do it. <laughs> Two weeks. That would be us. Um. So anyway, back to back to our story. Hmm. It's unclear what led to... You just went... Hmm. I did. It's unclear what led to the fight, but the two attorneys have ha- have a contentious history, according to the newspaper. Oh, boy. Foots threatened to have Thigpen arrested last year while, while he was serving as a judge for Blackshear oh. Municipal Court, <laughs> where he accused Thigpen of trying to solicit clients by offering them pro bono legal services. Well, wait a minute. What's wrong with that? Giving them free services? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's no law I guess against we don't, that. We don't, I guess we don't under... Maybe there is. This guy, Foots. This is why we're not... 
he, he was sitting in for a judge, probably he was sick or something. He thought, this is my chance. Maybe. Thigpen later began representing Futch's wife, Uh-oh. Sheila Futch, after she was charged with aggravated assault for shooting her husband during an incident <laughs> at a couple's home in April 2016. If this we- got confusing really quick. <laughs> so Futch's wife, Futch's wife, Sheila. Shoots him. Shot Futch? <laughs> yes, her husband. During an incident. Thigpen also claimed at the time to have an audio recording of Kenneth Foote using racial slurs while berating his wife in their home. I wouldn't be berating a woman who's got a gun aimed at me. I want to see this movie. Which later resigned as a judge, saying he didn't want to cause the city of Blackshear any embarrassment, although he claimed the accusations uh, were a private well, matter. Of course so he, he would. was a judge, and when he resigned, he just went back to being an attorney. Yes, that's it. And now wow. he's fist fighting. Now he's a boxer. Just remind me, if I'm ever working at a fast food joint, to make sure he gets all his nuggets and they're on time. This is, uh, let's let's stick with the jail theme. Headline is, woman jailed after assault with a George Foreman grill. Now, how could we not read this story? I just hope there are grill marks on somebody's head. Melanie Dawn Sheehan, three-named woman, aged 23, appeared before Chief Judge Nancy Orr in a provincial court in Georgetown where she pleaded guilty to assault with a weapon and failing to comply with recognizance. Shouldn't that be George Formantown? Oh, yeah. The court heard that on April 3rd. The victim was home alone when Sheehan went to his apartment. Both of them were under a court order to have no contact with each other. Well, he stepped out of line right there. I guess so. The victim reported he had been ignoring Sheehan's attempts to contact him, and after the two got into a heated argument, she wouldn't leave. Crown attorney Sendria Wedge said that at one point, the victim insulted Sheehan, and she hit him in the face. Sheehan later hit him in the head with what she said in court was a George Foreman grill. I mean, is it being used for anything else? He was a boxer. That's true. The court heard that on her way out of the apartment, Sheehan also punched the victim's TV while she was holding a pair of scissors. When the police arrived... Wait, 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 wait. wait. On her way out of the apartment, Sheehan also (laughs) punched the victim's TV while she was... Oh, she punched the TV with the scissors? I guess. Either that or she had one in one hand and punched the other. I don't know what the scissors have to do with any of it. I don't know what scissors have to do with any of it. That's what I'm confused about. When the police arrived, they found the apartment was in a mess, and the victim had several injuries, including cuts and blood on the back of his head and a George Grill mark across his eye. Sear marks across his face. (laughs) They found Sheehan walking, uh, and she told them that she couldn't leave the apartment right away because she was gathering her things. Sheehan told the police the victim hit her with his forearm. So she said, I'll hit you with four men. I mean, that's where um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Waka waka. Yeah. Hey, maybe right. that's where Mike Tyson got the tattoo on oh, his face. it could be. It's a George Foreman <laughs> Before, original. She also told both parties hadn't been following any of the stay away orders. She's, she's just digging her all deeper. This deeper. is just crazy. Before sentencing, Sheehan or told her. That if she goes to someone's home and is asked to leave, she has to leave. So that's, that's just what, polite. Yeah, that's what the judge told her. You have no right to stay, Judge Orr said. Sheehan's response was out of proportion to the situation, Orr said, and hitting the victim in the head with a grill was a very serious matter. What if it had been a blender? She said. Or like a uh, toaster. The judge said it's a wonder you didn't kill him. She said, well, if you guys wouldn't have burst in, I would if you snap her head. Oh, boy. Where are you going to hit there? I was looking to see if we had a Canada theme. But we, we don't, don't have it. Oh, we just need to sing Oh, Canada. Oh, we do have a Canada theme. Darn it. That's not... That that's, that joke's running thin. Is it really? You need to get some other sound. I was out with Lori and Sarah over the weekend. We, we were shopping. We about Lori. And uh, Lori actually said... Darn it. And Sarah said, Oh! Like it's, the like her, it's like her. It's like her. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah, it's exactly right. We're gonna, she's going to shoot the fame because of that. <laughs> we need a shirt that says. Darn it. So we'll go to O Canada now. We'll go to Beauty. Can- Canada. Beauty, eh? 
Canadian police are investigating the theft of a mummified human toe served in drinks. <laughs> All right. I saw a picture of this nasty drink, too. There's no way I'm putting it. It wouldn't get near my lips. Oh, my gosh. Police in Canada, as I like to call it, yeah. have launched an investigation after a patron at a Yukon bar allegedly stole the famed ingredient of their signature drink, a mummified human toe. Yes. For more than 40 years, the downtown hotel in Dawson City has served up the sour toe cocktail, a Duh. shot of whiskey with a blackened toe. Nail and all. <laughs> and it's a real Bobbing human toe. inside. That's Those who manage to touch the gnarled, severed toe to their lips earn a certificate. <laughs> That's just bizarre. Canada really needs something, and I don't know what it is. And, of course, it's Dawson City. I like to picture like an old West town, yeah. you know. And that that was the one of the original gunslingers. Yeah. But did they have gunslingers in Canada? No. They had... Uh, Rock throwers. Rock throwers. <laughs> no, they have beer, uh, beer drinkers. Yeah. The, the police still ride horses up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, a customer took it one step further. Uh-oh. Allegedly making off with the wrinkled digit after swallowing his drink. We are furious, eh? Said Terry Lee of the hotel. Oh, Those are very got- hard to come by. What's his name? Terry Lee. Terry Lee from Canada. I wonder if he's Ken to Getty. Gotta be. It's beauty, eh? <laughs> The, it got to be, because the name gotta Lee be, is so, yes. so unused all around, right? Well, Canadians. Canadian, eh? Beauty. We should say that a bunch. Take off. I wish some of our Canadian friends were listening, or they would give us some input on this uh, beauty of a way we carry about with the Canadian stuff, eh? I just want to hear about this toe they put in drinks. Oh, sorry. So back yeah. to this. The man had apparently boasted of his plans to steal the toe earlier in the evening. You know what they should do when they catch him? What? Take his toe. Oh, they should. But they already have spares. I read ahead, but go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Thanks yeah. for telling everybody. Spare digits hey, coming. Spoiler alert. Spare digits coming. The man <laughs> the man had apparently boasted of his plans to steal the toe earlier in the evening. He later convinced a staff member to let him drink uh, try the drink outside Uh-oh. of the designated two hour window known at the bar as toe time. That's toe time. And this is how he pays her back. Yeah. Lee said in the news in a news <laughs> relief. What a low life, eh? Beauty. The tradition claims to trace its roots to the 19, uh, 1920s uh, when a rum runner preserved his frostbitten, amputated big toe in a jar of alcohol in his cabin. Fifty years later, the pickled toe was discovered by uh, a Yukon native who brought it to the downtown where it became a celebrated ingredient in its drinks. Oh, my gosh. After Saturday's theft, the hotel contacted the police and began offering a reward to anyone with information we fortunately have a couple of backup toes, but we really need this one back, eh? Said Lee. It was the. I just don't know. There's nothing can be said after that. No. That just that says everything. Okay, you got to wonder, first of all, who drinks with somebody's mummified toe? Oh. And then who keeps spares? And where'd the spares come from? Isn't that illegal? Where'd the spares I mean, come from? Exactly. Well, they, they go on to explain. I'm sure you've already read that. I'm going to ruin it for everybody. I'm not going to. It was the newest addition to their collection donated by a man uh, who had to have his toe surgically removed. See? After curing it for six months in salt. Oh. Well, if he cured it, why is it not back on his foot again? <laughs> The staff had only begun adding it to Oh, it had a staff infection, too. (laughs) Added it to drinks. They started... Okay, you got me all messed up now. The staff had only begun adding it to the drinks this weekend. The hotel manager told the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. CBC. CBC. This was our new toe, eh? (laughs) And it was a really good one, eh? Said Jerry Colburn. Colburn. What if it was manicured or something? What makes it a good one? (laughs) People are like like spitting the the nails out. (laughs) 
<laughs> At least eight other toes have gone missing over the years, some stolen while others have been swallowed. Oh, God. The original toe belonging to the rum runner was accidentally swallowed by a miner after seven years at the hotel, giving rise to another tradition, the hotel's constant search for toes. Why do they serve in miners? That's illegal here in yeah, the you States. You think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got frostbite? Reads an advertisement on the web's, its website, which goes on to promise that those who donate toes will be immortalized in the Sour Toe Hall of Fame. The hotel said it had received 10 donated oh toes. Gosh. That's a whole foot. Big that's, toes, a, that's a whole body. <laughs> big toes are preferred over the years, including a few that were left to the establishment through wills. How, here's an idea. How about if you're going to go out, out on a limb <laughs> and you're going to give somebody your toe, how about you give them free drinks for the rest of their life? Sure. That's, I mean, if, you're, if I donate a body part, somebody's going to be paying up something. Yeah. I want free nuggets. Yes. Or nachos. <laughs> but none of them nachos that put you into a coma. Don't go to the, the gas station to get Don't your get nachos. Don't get them there. Every, I think of that every time I go somewhere now and see those. Headline is Doug. Wa- uh, Doug. Doug. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Headline is Doug walks into pub, drinks a pint, and then fights a dog. <laughs> Sounds like a joke. <laughs> this, this duck walks into a bar. <laughs> Britain's booziest duck that became a celebrity for downing pints in his local pub has been seriously injured in a oh, brawl with a dog. No. Well, the dog's going to win. The bird, called Star, is well known for waddling around his favorite ends, wearing a bow tie and swigging L from a glass. Cute. <laughs> yeah, adorable. A duck and a wee little bow tie. <laughs> the booze-loving duck and his handler, Barry Heyman, are, hey, man, are hey, man. our regular sight in the local taverns, some of which even give Star his own stool. Well, they ought to. But Star's it's probably drink- the one he's pooped on, though. <laughs> the Star's drinking days could be over after the altercation with a dog after returning from his favorite watering hole, the Old Courthouse Inn. Oh, no. That should be ye. Ye Old Courthouse ye Inn. Ye Old Courthouse Inn. Yeah, that's Inn. what it should be. I'm going to change the name. Star came to blows and lost out to Pooch Meggie. Which also belongs to the star's owner. I don't oh, think Star no. came to blows. I think Star got her neck caught in the dog's mouth and just got slung around. So Maggie, in a way, is Star's uh, brother because they're both owned by Barry. Well, then Barry, it's his fault. He's grounded. They had a Mexican standoff and stared each other That's down. That's racist. Before the hound pounced. So, you know, dogs don't like to be stared at. And if a duck's staring, I don't like to be stared at by a duck. I might pounce myself. I'm staring at you right now. I know. It's weird. I promise you, it's hurting me more than you. Leaving the duck with, with his bottom beak split down the middle. Ooh. Oh, busted beak is guy. bad. I need to 3D print him a new beak. Barry, age 69, says that the dog tried the uh, that the dog tired of the Indian runner's duck's drunken antics. Easy for you to say. He said, I'm tired of that duck coming home drunk. And Star finally pushed his luck too far. He rushed the beer-loving Avion to the vets where he was put on painkillers. He was, or the, or the duck was. I don't know. It said he was paying, praying his beloved duck oh, he's on pain would make a full recovery. Barry, he's going, ow, ow, Barry, ow. Barry, Barry said Star pushed his luck too far, and Maggie snapped, splitting his beak right down the middle. He gave, Why do you say we were from Chumley Devon? Uh, I or didn't, Devon. didn't think it was a... Chumley Devon, because Devon, you were afraid to say it. Not really. You were afraid to, to read it. I just skipped it. He gave her a stare, then promptly stood on her back. <laughs> the duck got on the dog's... See, he did push it oh, too far. The, see, the duck's a jerk. It's not pretty, and it's not nice. We were so scared we would lose Star. Star even has his own Facebook page under the name Star. Hey, man. Hey, it, man. It reads, I am an Indian runner duck. My daddy is my best friend. I love Wrigley Worms, and I follow my dad everywhere. I watch TV with him, especially rugby, and I even share his beer. It's clear the human wrote that. 
Yes, I'm sure the I'm sure the I'm sure the duck didn't say. You think my daddy is my best friend? Maybe his daddy's looking for a best friend. He, the duck's the only one he can find. I love wriggly worms. Sure, sure you do. Whatever. Jeez, Louise. TV crews SUV stolen while they film story about crime. Oh man, that's a little ironic. Albuquerque, New Mexico. A television news crew in New Mexico gathering footage for a story about crime became part of the story Friday when a thief stole the station's SUV, the Albuquerque Journal reported. KOB News Director Michelle Donaldson said her crew was filming in downtown Albuquerque and watched as the vehicle was stolen. Hey, there goes our vehicle. (laughs) Film it. Hey, waiter, one of you guys driving that right now? I'm right next to you. I think it's getting stolen. The story uh, the crew the story the crew was shooting footage for was about recent concerns about crime and safety. <laughs> I have a rule that you can never be the lead of your own newscast, Donaldson said. So this violates that rule. Yeah, she got fi- she fired herself. The news crew recovered the SUV within a half hour without help from police by following the vehicle's GPS tracking uh-huh. device. Donaldson told the journal, "We went to that location and recovered our own stolen vehicle," she said. So we here's another lesson do not steal anything that possibly has a tracking device on it right if you're going to steal do it right how will you know if it has it or not well just don't steal it you kind of think a news truck would yeah definitely kind of sort of okay headline is for the fourth time a small kentucky town elects a dog as mayor and this is what's wrong with kentucky (laughs) it's one of the things and guess what the name of the place is rabbit hash oh no rabbit hash kentucky that sounds like a breakfast dish i'll have a large rabbit hash and some sweet potatoes mama's making some rabbit hash tonight boys when you drive into rabbit hash kentucky you're thrust back in time (laughs) ouch ow i just got back in time how we gonna get back 1947 porches are still hangouts for young guys to talk girls and the general store is one stop shop for anything you need better be that's all you got every town no matter how small needs a leader right craig right after a quite right rough election the spot on the banks of the ohio river has one she's very outgoing wait 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 rough rough and the spot yes on the ohio river spot another dog joke yes it was She's very outgoing, Bobby Kaiser said. She's the best smile I've ever seen. Because he, he, he hadn't been out of Kentucky. Jordy Bammer. Yeah, she's got all her... Never mind. Never mind. They're always inappropriate licking going canines. on. all her canines? Yes. <laughs> you, you might be saying, wait, what? They're talking about a pit bull. A treat-loving, woods-exploring girl. Oh, great. It's a pit bull, which means if you disagree with her, she just kills you. You know what her name is? Brenneth Paltrow. Oh, <laughs> P-A-W, Paltrow. After pledging to sniff out the community's problems with a little help from her best friend, she won the election a few months back. And the competition was stiff, Craig. There was a cat, a chicken, a donkey, and a little boy. <laughs> this dog beat a human. How bad, how bad of a human do you have to be? <laughs> That's sad. To not win. <laughs> Brenneth took them all down without much more than a bark. Believe it or not, the pooch is the fourth dog mayor to be unleashed on the city. Unleashed. Wow. Squirrel knocks out power for hundreds. Oh. Ready? Yeah. On Walnut Street. Oh, where's Alanis Morissette? That's, no, because this would actually be irony. Oh, it wouldn't work then. It wouldn't work for We her. need a brother that we talked about last episode. Hundreds. Hundreds, I say. A whole hundreds? Of people in central Hamilton. That's the middle of the play. <laughs> oh, when he starts rapping. Yes. Yeah. We're without power Friday morning, thanks to a squirrel that likely met his untimely end. Now, we don't know that, though, so don't get sad. Yeah, not yet. No. Uh, Electra Utilities spokesperson. I love that name. I want a shirt that says Electra Utilities. It's not Electra with an E. It's A. Yes. Electra. 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 
Electra. U- utility spokesperson John Friesen, because he was really cold at the well, time. Well, there was no power. He couldn't turn the heat right. on. Right. Said about 700 customers were without... Pff, That's 700, nothing. Whatever. Were without power for around 45 minutes after the squirrel came into contact with electrical equipment. It and, happened on Walnut Street. Yeah. Because, of course, it did. Sure it did. Near Hunter Street. Oh. Maybe the... Another slight iron... The well, squirrel was, was running. Yeah. Yeah. Running from Hunter Street. That's right. Oh, that's some crazy stuff. Into the walnut where it met its end. Small animals have been known to cause outages on occasion by chewing on wires or getting into the equipment, Friesen said. No, he said, (laughs) small animals. (laughs) But did the squirrel make it? I don't really want to comment on the state of the squirrel, but it's safe to say if it came into contact with wires, things wouldn't be in the squirrel's favor. And he spelled that wrong. Yeah, (laughs) He said, so I have a feeling the guy probably spoke like this. I don't really want to say, comment on the state of the squirrel, but it's safe to say if it came into contact with the wires, things wouldn't be in the squirrel's favor. And that was awesome. Your, your accents have just... I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just done. Mine are any better, really. Let's go to Florida. Headline is, Bikini Contest Marred When Woman Clobbers Fellow Competitor in the Head with Her high heel hey, Shoes. Hey, speaking of bikinis and... Uh, clobbering. Pub, yeah, clobbering. <laughs> did you see, and I don't think this is in our stories, but do you see where it was a... Czechoslovakia or somewhere, Chesney, somewhere, they were uh, look, They were hiring interns. They needed interns. Uh, I did say that. Was, they were yes. a bikini contest. Yeah. And they got in trouble. Did they get in trouble? They did get in trouble. Yeah, I saw that story as I was doing research for the show, actually. I didn't, didn't print it because one bikini episode, you know, one bikini story in episode. One bikini, enough. two bikini. Three bikini, bikini, no more. No more. A bikini contest competitor is facing a battery charge. There it is again. Well, you know, I mean, you've got to charge them. you got to charge They the run out, and you've got to charge them. For again. allegedly clobbering another female contestant over the head with high heel shoes, Florida police report. Can we stop and just say, I love you, Florida. Florida is the bomb. I'm going next week. Are you really? I'm going to be in Florida next week. Well, good. I will be signing autographs on the beach. You doing you an in-store? You just have to come find me. <laughs> I'd say, hey. Just look for the old guy. There's Craig. There's Craig. Weird. Wouldn't it be weird if somebody walked up and said, hey, aren't you the weird guy? Can I have an autograph? Are you going to wear your weird shirt on the beach? I might. Okay. That, I think you should, Maybe. Actually. You never know. Hey, but here's the thing. I'm going to be in Florida. You know, Florida is just, they are just giving us a, a great, they're doing a great service for yeah. us. Yeah, and Florida is almost the capital of podcast America, by the way. There's a lot of podcasts come out of Florida. And a lot of crazy idiots. True, as we've proven. According to the cops, Erica Caitlin Mize, 24, tangled with the victim last month during the Miss Sailfish Regatta Bikini Contest in Stewart on Florida's Treasure Coast. a police album, the Selfish Regatta? <laughs> so they, they've got this thing going between them. They don't like each other because this was a month ago. Investigators allege that after the 11 bikini-clad contestants left the stage in Stewart's Waterfront Causeway Park, Mize tussled with the 23-year-old victim, who is the current girlfriend of Mize's former boyfriend. They tussled. And there we have it. That's the issue. There is no tussling publicly like that. As first reported by Will Greenlee at TCP oh, not Palm, Will. the victim told cops that Mize warned her that you're in for a rude awakening because she's, you know, dating. Well, that's her, good because she's being rude already. The victim said that Mize hit her on the head with one of her high heel shoes, according to Martin County Sheriff's Office report. Why do I see this person stumbling around with a high heel stuck out their eye, <laughs> eye socket? <laughs> the account of the victim who had a small lump on her head was backed up by witnesses. This is Florida. Now, to be fair, that lump may have always been there. That's true. We have not had one in a while. Nope. Uh, we've got two things we like. Baboons. A good a, a baboon or a monkey, something like that. Yeah. Primate. Uh, we got we got pillaging. Oh. We got pooping. Yes. And we got Airbnb. And, and, and then we'll just add that at the end. <laughs>
baboons pillage and poop in man's Airbnb. <laughs> Apparently, a baboon invasion is now another thing that can go wrong when you rent an Airbnb. Oh, boy. Neil Cave, Nick's brother, of uh, Jambiani, Taz- uh, Tanzania, Ooh. woke that's hard to say three times fast. Sure it is. Woke up on May 8th to find three baboons yep. feasting. On sliced bread and salad in his kitchen. Mm, did you, you think, want some? You think they opened the fridge, pulled the salad out? You think you, know, do you, think you heard like the silverware <laughs> tapping on the plates and stuff? And they're like, <laughs> the K family had left a patio door open to ah. let fresh air in the Airbnb rental, and these baboons saw an opportunity. Well, you can't blame the baboons. No, they just saw the door was wide open. Who's to say that they had not reserved the place? He didn't say that. They don't 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 actually say that. No, but could be. The damage from the baboon feast. Oh, goodness. They ate them. (laughs) Was 66.20 USD. It was $66 to eat those things. Dang. Cave didn't specific. uh, Specific. Cave didn't specify whether this was just the cost to replace the food the baboons ate or to clean up the poop they thoughtfully discarded throughout the house. Throughout the house. Had Good to thing call they the, didn't have a Roomba. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh. Had to call the cops to get them out, Cave said in a Facebook comment. Seven of them had an hour-long party. House is full of baboon crap and trash. <laughs> Amazingly, only one coffee cup broken. Well, that's good. According to Cave's Facebook comment, the baboons even drank his son's bubble soap. I hope they were like burping bubbles and pooping bubbles. <laughs> Read and on. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> the next day. Today, my son left his bubble soap outside, Cave said in a fa- Facebook comment. The baboons drank it. Now they're up on the roof burping bubbles. Classic. They're not burping bubbles. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'd what if to, they were? If it was a Disney movie. <laughs> I love California almost as much as Florida. Don't you, Craig? Uh, yeah, they're both places they're nice to visit, but I don't want to stay. No offense, California or Florida. Amen. Headline is, California researchers accidentally send out alert for a magnitude 6.8 quake. Look out! I thought you said 6.8. But this happened in 1925. I said it can wait! <laughs> Los Angeles, the only tremors from a reported major earthquake off the central, uh, the, off the California coast came on the internet. Seismologists said Wednesday's automatically generated report of a magnitude 6.8 quake in the Pacific Ocean, 10 miles west of Santa Barbara, was a false alarm based on a quake that happened in the same area nearly a century Sorry, ago. Sorry, our bad. Sorry. <laughs> you know, that is, um, 6.8's a pretty darn big quake. I mean, that's... And for you, a pretty big number. Oh, please. The quake did happen, Craig, but it happened in 1925. That's said, a while back. Said Raphael Abro, a geophysicist from the U.S. Geological Survey. The report caused huge ripples on Twitter. See what they did? Where dozens of automated tweets were generated, and concerned citizens were hoping the people of California were okay. We're fine. But suspiciously, there were no tweets or posts. Wait a minute. Shouldn't people always be concerned if people of California are okay? <laughs> yes. From having felt a tremor, which usually precedes the alert. Uh, the official alerts and come in big numbers. A quake of that size would have been felt by millions. Millions. Told you it was a big one. Yeah. Well, no, it never happened. No, it didn't. It well, it did happen. It happened, yeah, in 1925. Yeah, back then. Way you know, long whatever. time. Almost 100 years ago. Hey. Yeah. Woman bites waiter. What? At Adelaide Restaurant. What? What? Why? A woman accused of biting a waiter on the arm and trying to strangle him. Oh, gosh. After failing to pay for a meal. Well, why should the waiter pay for the meal? <laughs> if she ate it. <laughs> She's been charged with aggravated assault. Police allege the 48-year-old Woodville Gardens woman left the Galger Street, Galger Street, well, G Street yeah. seafood restaurant last night without paying, and when stopped, 
She bit the waiter on the arm. Now she's in trouble. Senior Constable Mick Abbott said the waiter needed to go to the hospital for stitches. Oh, gosh, that's a serious bite. It's certainly an unusual incident, I'll give you that, Constable (laughs) Abbott said. Apparently, she tried to leave without paying, and when she was stopped, she tried to strangle the waiter and then bit him (laughs) on the arm, causing a nasty cut. Easy there, Constable. Actually, the waiter had to go to the hospital requiring stitches, so it was a fair chunk. (laughs) Fair chunk. That's gross. What was fair about it? (laughs) As well as being charged with aggravated assault, the woman was also charged with failing to pay for meals and is due to face court next month. I hope she doesn't break into a fight in the courtroom. That's a dine and dash and bite. That's a dine dash bite. We have a new crime. And a chunk. And a a fair chunk. Ugh. Whew. Headline is, cookout turns awkward when North Carolina man pulls gun, robs fellow guest. Wow. Yeah, going down to Charlotte, North Carolina. For the second time this summer, a North Carolina cookout has turned bizarre, or weird, as we like to say on this podcast, and ended with someone going to jail. The latest instance happened Saturday in Laurenburg. When one guest pulled a gun amid the festivities and robbed an acquaintance of all his jewelry, police said. That's odd. That is weird. Laurenburg police arrested James Seals, age 39, and charged him with robbery with a dangerous weapon, reported the Laurenburg Exchange. Laurenburg is about two hours east of Charlotte, if you didn't know. The victim was a guy named Brian, Brian Sessoms, and he told police that he was attending a friend's barbecue on Simmons Avenue when Seals robbed him. The two men are acquaintances, it was reported. Seals was jailed under a $30,000 bond. The incident comes just two weeks after another cookout in North Carolina in Erdell County ended badly. On the Memorial Day weekend, a man allegedly grabbed a barbecue fork during a cookout and stabbed an acquaintance multiple... What's going on in these barbecues I don't know. in North Carolina? I don't know, but I got a story. That alteration began when one man threw a brick into the windshield of another man's parked Cadillac. Oh, that's not going to... You don't do that. Guess who it was? It was Michael Moe Dwayne England. Oh, not Moe. Hey, Moe, don't throw that Mo, brick. Moe, you mess with a lot of things with Moe, but you don't mess with his caddy. Moe was age 51, and he's accused of throwing the was? brick. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, at the time, he was accused of throwing the brick, later stabbing the car's owner... Thomas Tommy Henry Freeland, age 46 with the four. This reminds me, I've only heard of one other time, uh, not that it doesn't happen a lot, of somebody showing up where they didn't belong and causing a ruckus. Yeah. The guy that worked at the same place I worked at uh, a few years ago was uh, some guy showed up and uh, was kind of part of like organized crime in the area Uh-oh. or something. Mafia. But, but this guy that worked this guy that worked with, with me at, at this place, he... Uh, basically beat the guy so hard he broke his own hand oh my gosh and it was funny i mean it's funny yeah okay it was funny because you talked to him about it. he's like just kind of yeah i still can't really move my hand that well <laughs> but the guy was like i mean he not only that but you just gotten through beating down a guy that's part of a mob oh and you're wondering what the heck's gonna I'm happen surprised next. he still has a hand but uh no apparently it apparently it was okay but i was like man so i was thinking the same thing i've never heard of anybody uh that was my random story for today yeah. it was great we still don't have the theme by the way we do too darn it and um that's the only time I can think of that. Why would you have a, a cookout? And don't go, someone don't starts have one rock? in North Carolina. I'm not going to have one at all. So this next story is, is I'm glad you're reading it because you can relate. Oh, because I just got a roof. You did. Your I roof. Did. I'm so excited. I just got a new roof. It's nice, too. It's I a, like what they did. It's at a the good peak. looking roof. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, you like the part where they put shingles on the top of it. Yes. Yeah. Looks really good. And they, na- they use nails. Yeah. Last time, Elmer's glue, and that did not work as well. <laughs> You think duct tape in certain spots would help, but it really didn't. Well, this is Middle Tennessee. Yeah, that is true. Roofers mistakenly remove roof off a couple's home. <laughs> I thought they had- I'm guessing they got a free roof. 
St. <laughs> Louis, an apparent roofing mistake has come at the worst possible time for Chris and Laura McGinnis. The South St. Louis couple is in the process of selling their home on oh, Rosa no. Avenue. They've already moved out of town and were shocked when neighbors messaged them with the news. The roofers had ripped up their shingles and covered the <laughs> gaps with blue tarp. Someone had come to our house by mistake, we think, and Whoa. started tearing down our roof for about an hour and quickly realized they had the wrong house and booked it out of there, <laughs> leaving a huge pile of trash. So they don't know our. who did it. No, it says next to our house. H-O-U-R. Our house. Our house. <laughs> they left it next to our glass for an hour <laughs> outside of our house. Neighbors sent the couple photos of the piles of trash, and they do leave piles of... Yes, they There's do. a lot of stuff coming off that But they roof. usually take it with them. Oh, yeah. Well, when they're doing the job. Yes. Not when they're just halfway ripping your roof Wrong off and leaving. house, fellas, scatter. Um, <laughs> one neighbor was able to grab an image of the blue van. Ah, neighbors say the workers were using. Good. The image was shared with police, and neighbors are trying to identify the roofers. They've had a few leads, but no resolution. Oh, no. Things happen. The wrong roof gets worked on. We expect the people responsible, whether it's the people who did it or the people who employ them, to make it right. Yeah. Chris McGinnis. The mess is especially difficult for the couple to resolve because they're miles from the home and have just days before the new homeowner will close on the deal that makes us responsible for the damage because we are still technically the owners of the house even though we've moved out of it i say let the insurance companies work it out yeah the couple praise neighbors and family members for their support and hope that the roofers will be identified and will make good on the you know what will happen if uh, hopefully if it's a good good uh good area there and that there'd be a roofer will step up and take care of it for maybe hopefully because it'd, it'd be perfect press for them. yeah now it's made the news and all you know yeah, why wouldn't not? hurt why not hey uh, you talk about wooster now well let's talk about uh tesla you know they have those driverless cars you know what i mean well they don't work that well but okay. well one guy would argue <laughs> yeah one guy <laughs> headline well, is yeah. but now we've got a driverless Am- amish buggies so technology has really gone How, sky wait, high. wait 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 how can that be? They don't use technology. They don't use it. Wooster police stopped driverless Amish buggy with energetic horse. Wow. So the horse just took it for a ride. Yeah, horse took off. This comes to us from Wooster, Ohio. Who is better equipped to take care of that than, than, the, the, than the horse? <laughs> no, the horse is the one pulling it around. The horse is a horse. I of mean. course, of course. But what I'm trying to say about that horse is that he's the one that's best qualified to drag it around, right? <laughs> yes, he is. So that's, why worry about it? That's his job. You think that that horse, just because there are a couple of bearded dudes in the car with him, and I'm, I'm talking about the ladies also, <laughs> and that they that they have a problem, you know, if a car comes towards them, that horse doesn't know how to move out of the way. Yeah. Right? right. The horse doesn't need to be told when to stop. No. The horse is being cordial. The horse okay? is being a horse. Of I've course, told you. Of course. <laughs> but the horse, of course, is just trying to get where they're going and he's letting he's letting he's giving the illusion to the Amish guy <laughs> are you okay yes. to the Amish guy that that he's in control when the yeah. horse is really in control so what I'm getting back at go ahead is that the that, that, that the horse can drive this thing around with nobody in it he knows what he's doing absolutely but it's still a driverless of carriage. course of course it's a horse <laughs> Of course. Wooster, Ohio. Police had to make an unusual stop after finding a driverless Amish buggy going down the road. Nothing wrong with that, as Craig just explained. No. In a Facebook post, the Wooster Police Department says a horse apparently decided to go ahead. I was going to say horses are smarter than you give them credit for. Of course. You know? So they're gonna they're they're gonna be able to make their way down the road without any problems. I'm just glad we're not a video podcast. I'm crying. <laughs> 
So anyway, in a Facebook post, the Wooster Police Department says a horse. We should be laughing. It's called Wooster. Apparently decided to. That was oddly enough. That was the horse's name too. Hey, Wooster. <laughs> apparently decided to take a morning run Sunday without its owners. Officers found the buggy heading down State Route 250, and one sergeant jumped inside and managed to get the horse to stop. He jumped inside the horse. What? That, that must have been nasty. <laughs> Why did the thing stop? Police said the horse was very excited and tired. What? I don't know, but otherwise unhurt. Police were able to track you down the horses. Turn around and hey! <laughs> no, yeah. seriously, you got any hey? Hey! hey. <laughs> Every new day brings its new challenges. The police department's Facebook post declared: "This driverless buggy took a morning run." Apple Creek Police and Wooster, Ohio State Patrol managed to get the buggy stopped at 2:50 by ATI. No one was hurt. The horse was very excited and tired, as we said. The owners were found, and the horse was turned over to them. The or to them. They, they turned the ho- horse over. No, no, it was, it was turned over to, <laughs> to them. <laughs> would you jump into the buggy like Sergeant Smith did, Craig? I would. I just wonder if they went back and found a couple of Amish people like in the ditch somewhere. Like, oh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? That crazy horse done stole my cart. Say, Adonia, <laughs> where'd, where'd Wooster go? <laughs> Security guard arrested after pulling over a Miami police officer. I love it when this happens. It happened in uh, Nashville area. Got pulled over a speeding police officer. Yeah. And I think that guy won. Really? The the guy tried to, yeah, tried to get up in the guy's face and, and, you know, the guy called the cop out for it. He was driving. So it was a citizen's arrest. Yeah, basically. Well, this wasn't. This was a guy that, this was a cop wannabe playing cop. But what I'm saying is, if if the guy did something wrong, he could do a citizen's arrest. Sure he could, yeah. I mean, he could. Well, and the, technically speaking, Maybe this if we was read the wrong. story, we'd find out. I already read it. Miami. A <laughs> man. What is that? I don't hi, know. Hi, Leah. <laughs> yes. Hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. Hey, Leah. Hey, Leah. <laughs> Uh, a Halea man who works as a security guard was arrested Wednesday after he pulled over a city of Miami police officer because she was talking on her cell phone authorities. Okay. 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 Wait a second. That's it. Is Florida, is it a state? Is I do illegal? not know. If it is illegal to talk on your phone. I don't know. Then there's some reason to believe that you need to be on your little walkie talkie thing and get off your cell phone. All right. Yes. There's, there's, as far as I know, there's no law against asking an officer to pull over and then saying, you know, it's not like know. you're not allowed. I'm to, not doing it. Well, I, you know, the thing is, we Especially pay their salaries. Especially I'm dressed as a cop and I'm not really a cop. Well, yeah, that may be the yeah. that may have been the line that was crossed. Yeah. According to an arrest report, the officer was driving when Milton Morez Perez, 46, pulled up next to her in a 2010 white Ford Mustang. Police said uh, she was in her unmarked police-issued Taurus uh-huh. and was in full police uniform. Authorities said Morales Perez flashed a silver badge at... Oh, wait a minute. So he flashed a badge at the officer and told her to roll down her window and and hang up the phone. So she was in uniform, but she was in an unmarked car. So he he just didn't know. Fallot said, I'm just going to say Fallot because I don't know how to pronounce it. That's probably right. Fallot said she heard the suspect tell her in Spanish, police, stop the car. No, it's policia. El hotel de Carlo. Police. Policia. Yeah. Policia. Policia. I think it's policia. El hotel de You know, if Miguel actually listened to our podcast, he he could tell us. Yeah. I think it's policia. I think it's. I think it is too. I think it's policia. Stop the car. Yeah. Uh, Fallon immediately used her police radio to call for backup because she didn't know how to stop her own car. No, she didn't know how to back it up. No. She didn't. <laughs> uh, two officers. She, she, she called for uh, uh, Wil, Wilbur. What was the horse's name a minute ago? Wooster. Wooster. <laughs> she called for Wooster Clogburn, the horse. <laughs> Two officers arrived at the scene and arrested Morales uh, Perez uh, 
on a, on a charge of impersonating a police officer. He said, I was impersonating a security <laughs> officer, sir. Which I am. Police said when he asked why he was carrying a badge, he said that he was a security guard. Police said, uh, also asked him why he tried to pull over a fallot, to which they said he replied, she was on the phone and it was very dangerous to be on the phone while driving. Local 10 News reporter Terrell Forney spoke to Morales Perez Thursday, who said that the uh, that he believes the incident was a misunderstanding. He said he never claimed to be a police officer and that fallot must have seen his security uniform. Uh, Morales Perez, if I have to say that one more time, I'm going to strangle myself, <laughs> said he did tell her that it was dangerous to talk on the cell phone, but said Fallot pulled up in front of his car and yelled, what did you say to me? <laughs> I'm a real cop. Yeah. What did you say to me? <laughs> Perez, who has a clean criminal record, which I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I want people with clean records. I don't want to have to handle those things if they are filthy. <laughs> this dangerous. You got to wipe them down before. Yes. Like if I go, if I go like to you and your police officer, hey, could you pull me that record? Yeah, and it's dirty. It's dirty. I don't want to touch it. Mm-mm. I want it to be a clean criminal record. I, anyways, now now he does not have a clean one anymore. No. Uh, charge pending against him that he believes is unfair. It is not possible to explain in English. I think maybe this guy. Wait, that was the ending line of the story. Yeah, it's like a cliffhanger. <laughs> it is not. The, it is not possible to explain in English. The end. The end. I think the guy may actually have just been trying to help. I don't think he was acting like a cop. He saw a lady on her phone. Well, here's the thing. If that's illegal. If it's illegal, but it didn't sound like that was it. This sounds like he just thought it was unsafe. Yeah. Hey, guess what? We got a sports story. Uh, okay, I'll be back. No, this is a good one. You're no, going to like this leave. one. Oh, I saw this. This was actually me on the pogo stick. Man shatters world record in plum for fastest mile on a pogo stick. In a plum. I certainly hope he's going to pay for that record that he shattered. <laughs> Drew McQuiston came to Plum High record, School. Records, I thought they, the originals are wax or something. Yeah, they're wax. And then the vinyl doesn't shatter when you drop it. I not, bet it was, an old, it was an old Victrola. I bet it was. Because those, those, those are very fragile. They're they from Italy. They're fragile. If you drop them. Ooh. Yeah, from Italy. It's very uh, exotic. Drew McQuiston came to Plum High School with a goal in mind. Drew McQuiston. In Saturday's attempt to set a Guinness World Record for the fastest mile on a pogo stick, he why, hoped to break eight minutes. Why do people... He breaks a lot of stuff. <laughs> he really you know? does. Yeah, I'd break about three ribs. <laughs> what? What? Why? Why do people re- people really still try to do this Guinness thing? Yes, they do. A when lot of when we were kids before you know there was the internet and stuff back in yeah. the early eighteen uh, twelves. <laughs> 1812s, 1800s. So the, um, you know, we had, good reading. we had books to look at. Sure. We looked at the, they, were, they were made out of paper. They were made out of paper yep. for trees. Yep. Well, you were a little older. Yours is papyrus. Yours Whatever. is like papyrus. Papyrus. Is it papyrus or papyrus? Either way. I like papyrus because it sounds almost like pineapple. What does that mean? With family and friends from his home in Chester County supporting what did that him, mean? as well as several dozen Plum residents on oh, hand. Oh, I like plums to too. The Pogo <laughs> McQuiston smashed the previous. Re- there he goes He's again. Smashing smashed other stuff. The previous record. He of needs nine to go minutes. to anger management. He bounced his way into the record books with a time of seven minutes forty seconds. I knew I could break the record. I was pretty confident because I break all kind of stuff, but I didn't know if I was going to be under eight minutes, said McQuiston, a student at the University of Delaware. Hey, what did Delaware? A New Jersey. <laughs> this time, the whole thing was it just felt so surreal. That was one. The fact that there were people in the stands who didn't even know me were cheering me on. They didn't I know me. I couldn't believe it, man. There were really some great people in Plum and throughout this area. McQuiston said he was overwhelmed with nervous energy at the start, but that the energy helped him as he got going. I would have taken four hops and landed face first on the concrete. <laughs> I'd be lucky to get four. He clocked the fir- first of four laps on the Plum High School track at one minute, 44 seconds. 
I went out pretty fast, and I was a little scared that I went out too fast, McQuiston said. My first lap was pretty quick, and obviously I wanted to keep that up. As was to be expected, McQuiston slowed down from his first lap, but he had built up enough time equity to recover in case of the stumble. But still, he didn't fall once during his four-lap excursion. He fell twice. (laughs) Ryan said he's not sure if the record will make it into the Guinness Book that is released each year, but he's hopeful nonetheless. Only 2% of all Guinness records are put in the book each year because there are so many. And nobody cares. But this is a cool one, so I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to put it in. Wow. Hey, the next one? Yeah. This is something I can get behind right here. I tell you, me too. I, I like both of these things, by the way. Oscar Mayer wiener drone designed to make it rain oh, hot dogs. Can you imagine? Make it rain, Oscar Mayer. <laughs> That's a reference to a video. You got to know it. I love hot dogs. and I lo- Well, not really. I'll eat a hot dog, but I do love drones. I could throw a hot dog right now and you'd run after it. We I probably would. <laughs> would. I'm pretty hungry. <laughs> It's not a bird, it's not a plane, and it's definitely not Superman. Oscar Mayer is adding a drone to its Wienermobile fleet. That's nice. not a Wienermobile, though. It's a Wiener drone. Well, it could be a Wienermobile f- drone. I guess. Yeah. Uh, one, the company says will drop hot dogs on hungry earthbound customers. I thought it was going to drop them in hungry. Earthbound customers. Earthbound Where customers below. <laughs> earthbound? The ones that are on the way to Earth. Yeah. One wiener at a time. The oh, drone I'd, I'd is... I'd rather do like a bunch, like a no, dozen I, at a time. I know. The dr- I want to see it drop it. It has to land in the bun wherever you're standing. <laughs> and then I want the, the stream of ketchup and mustard yes. to squirt out and drop like, I don't know, hundreds of feet into the bun. The drone is 15 inches wide without propellers, 24 inches long. It weighs about six pounds. It can fly for up to 15 minutes. That's better be a quick quick meal right that's there what my drone flies uh if you ever used it yeah. uh, around a mi- you should just give that to me by the way no way i still use it uh around a mile total carrying a single hot dog at an altitude of 1200 feet that's what? a lot of work for that's, one hot yeah, dog this is marketing they said they make it rain hot dogs that's, that's not, not raining no that's dropping a hot dog that's not raining that's no. like that's like a bird flying over dropping a fish on your head exactly and that's happened i've been throwing a lot of these throwback things i know lately. people need that? to listen to the old episodes the wiener drone joined by fellow newcomer the wiener cycle <laughs> now we're talking will debut its hot <laughs> Hot dog dropping capabilities in Wiener, Arkansas of on course the 4th it will. of July. Yeah. Oscar Meyer says as part of a campaign promoting its overhauled hot dog. Ooh, I don't want an overhauled hot dog. What's overhauled about them? They start putting real meat on them? Something. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> the dogs uh, are now free of uh, all added nitrates, nitrites, byproducts, and it's the byproducts you got to watch out for, yeah. and artificial preservatives. It's un- But still, we have no idea what meat's in still it. Still don't know. It's unclear whether or not these drones will also dispense condiments. Ah, that, oh, that was your joke. That was they my, stole that was it. it. According to the company, the Wiener drone is the first unmanned hot dog. I know what's happening. That ain't bad, though. We've, we, you've had a good run. According to the company... <clears throat> According to the company, the Wiener drone is the first unmanned hot dog carrying aircraft designed for remote location delivery. However, it's worth noting that the Philly fanatic has been launching hot dogs from pressurized Wiener guns at bait. Let's try that again. Philly Philly fanatic worries me the way it's spelled. However, it's worth noting that the Philly Fanatic has been launching hot dogs from a pressurized Wiener gun at baseball fans since 1996. He has also been known to turn the wiener gun on rival mascots. And I'll tell you this. I like a good mascot. There's none better than the Philly Fanatic. He is the best mascot in all sports, hands down. I don't know what he is. Oh, he's the best. You'll just have to trust me. I don't want to know. Headline is, and this is another one from you. This is a good one, too. I got some good ones. China cracks down on latest fad toy. 
the toothpick crossbow. I saw these things. I want one. I know. We could probably print one. They're really... Oh, let's try. We should print one. We should. And By d- let's, you mean me? Yeah, like, yeah, let's. Let's. Beijing. Beijing. <laughs> Forget fidget spinners. Please. China you has... Know, by the way, fidget yeah. spinners. Yeah. Is all right, people. It was fun and games at first. It was right. cute. Yeah. Went to Walmart the other day, and E, you know, my son E, yeah. he's ready to just, he's ready to start throwing punches whenever he sees the displays because they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. It's the fad. And it went to, it, 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 it hits, it's hit this level where you can't even, you can't look any direction without seeing them. I saw one on my boss's desk today. And at Walmart, no less, no, I'm not even exaggerating, no less than at least eight different locations in the store. Oh. We saw an entire end cap or an area that was com- just covered from top to bottom with them. Make you want to fidget? Walmart doing their, yeah. Walmart, Walmart doing their part to get this phenomenon out of the way. Yeah. Because it, it's, it it, it's hit mainstream now and you can get them at Walmart all day. They're going to be, it's going to be done here. 20 soon. years from now, you'll see them at the flea market. You go, I you're gonna, remember. No, you're going to look remember. back 20 years from now. It's going to show up on those lists of what was the fad in 19. Yeah, like a Rubik's yeah. Cube. Yeah. 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 So in 2017, the fad was fidget spinners and weird podcasts. But we're not talking about fidget spinners right now. We're not supposed to be anyway. Well, I just want to get that out there. It's making me. China scared. has a much more dangerous toy fad driving adults crazy. People in three Chinese provinces are raiding toy shops to seize miniature crossbows that shoot toothpicks. We need to print one of these. Like we I really said. do, and then we need to we need to record it. Yes, film us doing it. Like, put it on our YouTube channel. Put it. On, we have a YouTube channel. It's kind of. Parents have taken to social <laughs> yeah, <it's> media. YouTube.com. <laughs> Parents have taken to social media to express their concerns as they fear the crossbows can be loaded with sharp objects and cause real harm. They are loaded with sharp objects. This is not a toy, but a mini weapon of destruction. Yan Yan, a mother commented on Weibo, China's answer to Twitter. Police in the eastern province of Zhangjiang sent 3,973 officers, that's a little bit heavy, that's a lot, to check businesses and confiscated 528 miniature crossbows. Police in Yunnan and Shikan in China's southwest conducted similar operations. Sichuan. Business owners shouldn't t- sell toys that are physically or mentally harmful to mine. <laughs> what kind of toys mentally harmful? I guess uh, video games could be those argued. Those Kim Jong-un toys. Oh, those are bad. Those, those action figures? <laughs> in the province capital of Shikan, once found... Oh, wait a minute. Once found, the products will be pulled from the shelves and the businesses will be punished. I don't want to be punished in China. No. Despite its tiny size, a toothpick launched by the crossbow is powerful enough to pierce an aluminum can. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about. From 20 to 66 feet, according to a toy package shown in a video by China state broadcaster CCTV. It can cause even more damage if loaded with harder, you think? Harder ammunition but like you can needles. See, okay, when we were, again, back in the 1800s, when we were kids, right? Yeah. Um, I remember being at school one time and some idiot stuck a needle in a chair. Oh, yeah. And I sat on it. Oh, crap. And <laughs> it, oh, I came up quick. I bet you did. You didn't, and you didn't know you were about to get a shot. Could you imagine? Oh, it was worse than that because it Ooh. wasn't a needle like a, you know, it was, and it was a pen or something. Anyway, the thing is that um, imagine now you being <laughs> sticking needles or any sharp object. Oh, you object. go to jail. No, you, if you don't put an eye out or her, you could, you could. Yeah, it could get under the skin and cause a very bad infection. According to state media, the toothpick crossbow costs as little as one dollar, and it's sold everything in China. It's sold in kiosks near elementary and middle schools. 
Until this week, it could be easily purchased on China's leading e-commerce site like JD.com and Tybo.com. Tybo? Yeah. However, the the listings of the crossbows are now nowhere to be found on these sites. You know, um, I've seen the ones that shoot like uh, Q-tips. Yeah, me too. That'd be safe. Hey, it's time for the Flash Checkers. Let's not say that this week because he didn't pay his you bill. You know what? It's the Mark Patch. It's the Mark Patch. You know what? I think Flaz yeah. Chakas, I think he's run his course. I, I, he, I don't know what's wrong with him. But you know Mark what? Patch, is, he's he's helping out in all kind of ways. Well, Mark Patch, uh, now now add to his list of things, musician, fan of the show, author. Author? Yeah. Uh, I saw he restored a snare drum today he was going to be selling. Yep. The, is there anything Mark Patch does not do? No, and I put his book I'll tell you on one our, thing uh, he doesn't do. What? Come visit us. Well, that's true. Hey, I'm going to Oklahoma next month. Maybe I should hook up with him. That might be close. Well, Oklahoma's not really close. No, it's the same distance it was yesterday. <laughs> what did you mean by that? Oh, you maybe he's nearby. Mar- yeah. Mark Patch needs to contact me and let me know where he is in Oklahoma because I'm going to be in Oklahoma City area. Well, Mark Patch sent us in this, August. this top 10 things to love about I'll be signing weird. autographs. Uh, still on the beach. Your hands gonna be tired on the beach in Oklahoma. There is no beach in Oklahoma. From no. Mark Patch, top ten things to love about Weird. Number eleven. Are you kidding me? Number eleven. I am blushing. This is about us. Yes, it is. You well, see what no, he did? Yeah, yeah, top ten. Number eleven. <laughs> number eleven. Because you know why? With Mark, yeah, it goes to eleven. It, it being everything he does goes to eleven. Yeah, yeah. See, well, what? Why didn't, you, why didn't he just rename? Why didn't he just renumber them? Change the level so they no. Only this went one goes to, 10 to eleven because that one goes to eleven. Right. Yeah, right. Number eleven. It's family friendly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we keep it clean. Number ten. Yep. Top 10 list. I, I like the way you put that at number 10. Number nine, stories about squirrels, monkeys, alligators. We've had all those things on this episode. Yeah. Spiders and snakes and their unique interaction with mankind. And their wee little top hats and their little <laughs> their bus trips. Their little bus trips, their little steamer trunks. Number eight of the top 10 things to love about weird. Australians. Australians? We, yeah, mate. Did you say Australians? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. But you know, we got to also be fair and say we love the Kiwis, too. Absolutely. Over there in New Zealand. We may only have one listener, but we love them. <laughs> Number seven, police and taco burrito stories. You do get a lot of that here. We've had a lot of them. Yep. Uh, and let's see. Number six. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is really true. This I'm, should probably be number one. Aaron's Asian. Oh, yeah. And Australian accent. That's right, mate. Yeah, that's not really <laughs> number five. Craig's old timey New York gangster accent. What's he talking about? <laughs> One more peep out of you, Patch, and I'll buddy you necktie. Oh, what are you looking for over there? He's like, you look, what are you doing? <laughs> looking for a button because for the next one. Oh, I see what you're doing. Maybe we should just tighten that up right there. I probably will. Oh, okay. Uh, well, number four was yours. No, I had Greg's old timey gangster accent. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yes, I did. Okay, sorry. Number four. Fecal surprise. Fecal surprise. Number three. Darn it. The darn it button. Darn it. Number two. And this is modest of him not to put this at number one. Isn't that nice? He is so humble. Yeah. Just ask him. I would have put it at number one. Just ask him. Yeah. Number two. The theme music. It's so good. Yeah. It's really good. And the number one thing to love about weird, 